Dr. Masudi Bhattacharya. So all these people are the real practitioners, real doctors of Ayurveda. They have degrees in Ayurveda. My degrees are, are in Hinduism uh, from US, MA and PhD in religious studies. So I'm not an Ayurveda expert, but I wrote the history of Ayurveda in, in America. But these people should be, and you can give my reference to them, all of them. They all know me very well because I interviewed them for my book. So I think they would be happy to talk to you also. Uh, through LinkedIn, you can, uh, you can, yeah, you can send them messages on LinkedIn or you can find them on Facebook also. And uh, you can start, con you can find their email addresses also from LinkedIn contact info, right? And you can, yeah, you can give me my reference and, and I think they'll be very happy to talk to you. At least those who are on LinkedIn, because they are, they were almost like my neighbors in Dallas, right? Because I was in Dallas, they were there. So I've met them many times and so on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what is, uh, that was your first question, I think, the history of Ayurveda. But what else you want to ask? Uh, sir, so is there any specific connect between Ayurveda and religion, since you have studied religion so much in depth? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Ayurveda uh, is not against religion in the sense that uh, many of the Ayurvedic practices, uh, they treat body, mind, and soul, right? So when we talk of soul, you're talking already, already spirituality is part of it. Spirituality word comes from spirit. Spirit means soul. And Ayurveda believes in practicing and treating the soul as much as body and mind. So many of the therapies involve meditation, dhyan, which what we call a dhyan, uh, yoga and dhyan are inbuilt into Ayurveda also, right? So in that respect, uh, many Ayurvedic practitioners, doctors, uh, have no hesitation in treating Dharmantri, the founder of the uh, kind of a mythical founder of, the, of Ayurveda itself as God. So Devta, you know, these God and religion words are really coming from Christianity, but uh, right, because English and Christianity has intertwined history. But our terms are Dharm, Devta, right? So Devta or Bhagwan, Bhagwan, Bhagwan Dharmantri, they would worship first. And then, so yeah, in that respect, Ayurveda is very inbuilt or interwoven around the spiritual practices that we have in Hinduism or Buddhism, for sure, yes. Uh, so do we majorly find Ayurveda's base in Hinduism only, or are you aware of any other religions also that it connects to? Uh, mostly Ayurveda would be Hinduism only, but also probably some in Buddhism, but that would be because of the Hinduism's influence on Buddhism. Because Buddhism is a relatively newer tradition than Hinduism. Buddhism started only 2500 years ago. Hinduism, we don't know when it started. Similarly, Jainism also is very ancient. But Jainism is not so much into Ayurveda, except vegetarianism, which is very dearly practiced, very you know strictly practiced in Jainism. But mostly in Hinduism, yes. 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 So I had a question. Uh, when you say uh, associated to a particular religion, do you mean that that religion more practicing those practice like practicing Ayurveda more often, or like associated yeah. to its origin, or like what like what is it? Origin, yeah, mostly origin because uh, Ayurveda texts are considered as part of the Vedic tradition. Vedic, if Vedas are kind of a library, Ayurvedic text would be part of the Vedic library, right? But Jain texts would be completely outside of that. Not completely again, there's, you know, we have to be careful when a uh, kind of a separate section within this large library, if you call it, you know, Indic library or Indian library, there would be section on Hindu section or Vedic section. Within Vedic section will be Ayurveda also. The Jain section would be kind of a separate section. Buddhist section would be kind of a separate section that way. Okay. 
so so can we say that ayurveda as a tradition has only been restricted to people from upper castes uh, no many of these practices that we that we were alluding to right you know eating healthy eating adrak uh, uh, eating tulsi in fact are practiced more in people in rural communities and rural communities are full of low medium upper caste all mixed up in in village especially this is part of the everyday indian culture i don't think it's limited by or barriers by of caste matter that much so uh, and even muslims who are living in in the villages christians who are living in villages they would happily be practicing these things because it's not really ayurveda is not saying that if you're a buddhist or a jain or a christian or a muslim you cannot practice these things nobody is prohibiting anybody and nobody is even controlling or nobody is even watching or observing that uh, oh oh the christian is eating tulsi or adrak or haldi then he should be barred from coming to church he should be prohibited he or she should be prohibited from coming to church because he is eating they are they are consuming tulsi adrak or haldi there is no police like that right so it's it's open to everybody whoever many of the ayurvedic practices were brought taken to america by christians by uh, saboda robert saboda is a christian who was the first student of ayurveda first non indian student of ayurveda in pune so robert saboda took ayurvedic practices uh, and uh, first non indian graduate of ayurveda and he took ayurveda to europe to us there is a very nice documentary on on youtube called journey of ayurveda you should watch that journey of ayurveda it's on youtube i'll uh, maybe I let me see journey of ayurveda that would be really helpful yeah i found it so see that see it's all full of christians especially in europe who are taking ayurveda to to almost not all I mean, yeah almost all european countries have flourishing ayurveda traditions because of christians who are taking these practices and and and, and implementing them and living by those those Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, a lot of countries are coming up with something called home remedies and some, you know, like get uh, like like quick solutions and everything. And like, uh-huh. there's one more thing in US. I'm completely forgetting it. It's just like basically jugad. So is is all of this like coming from Ayurveda? Is home remedies like derived from Ayurveda? Are they connected? Are they there? Yet, where are they? Not necessarily. Some home remedies might be coming from Chinese medicine, which have totally different kind of a tradition, flourishing tradition for thousands of years, right? some may be coming from chinese medicine some may be coming from greek medicine some may be coming from homeopathy some may be coming from african medicine i don't know about african medicines uh some may be coming from ayurvedic medicines so now because of the globalization all these things are so intertwined you know you may you may be doing yoga which is from india you may be doing tai chi which is from china you may be doing some jujutsu uh, from taiwan right so it's all intertwined but some practices you can easily pinpoint yes this is from ayurveda so so like i keep saying haldi adrak and tulsi that would be i think ayurveda you you cannot deny that right and uh uh yoga definitely from india right but dhyana or meditation may or may not be from hinduism because dhyana or meditation can also be from buddhism or jainism so it it, it different it it matter it it depends which what what exactly we talking about yes Sir, so I was curious to know if there are any myths or, or you know, folklore about Ayurveda that come from different religions. Um, 
What do you mean? Can you clarify a little bit more? What do you mean to ask? So, so you know, like we have like tales and things that just get passed on from our predecessors, things with things that we just take for, uh, you know, granted, or there are just stories about certain things that we like to believe. Now, is there something similar also for Ayurveda that comes from different religions? Again, Hinduism itself, uh, you can consider as a library of religions, if you want to say, right? So, yeah. uh, different uh, habits, like our food habits, they are just part of our, you know, grandmothers. So, from grandmothers or great-grandmothers, they are passed on to grandmothers, grandmothers to mother, parents, parents to kids, and, and so on. So, it has been passed on from generation to generation. Uh, I can't think of a myth or folklore. Uh, so, so for instance, let's say that, suppose it is believed that if I eat some sort of, um, I don't know, let's say some sort of vegetable, then it will bring me bad luck, you know, something like that, if there are such facts about Ayurveda that... Yes. Think of that, um, no, I, I, I can't think of, yeah, yes. Hmm. And so, do you yourself use like Ayurvedic products? Uh, yeah, I've been giving you these examples. So, I'm a fan of turmeric and uh, ginger and tulsi for sure. So, uh, after lunch dinner, it said it is said that some of khanisi say it helps in, in certain ways. I forget what are the exact benefit, but you can look it up now. Everything is on Google. Uh, what else I do? Ayurveda. I do yoga a little bit every morning. I do yoga. I try to do dhyan as much, you know, whenever possible, whenever I can remember to do it, uh, which I just focus on my breath and being very mindful, trying to focus on the present moment and all those things. Uh, then I'm a vegetarian. So these are some of the things I do as much as possible. I, I try to do this, these things, yeah. So, so for how long have you actually uh, been like, consciously involved in trying to incorporate Ayurvedic remedies in your day-to-day -day lifestyle? Ever since. Ever since I was a small boy. Yeah, yeah, long, long, long. I've been always my mother's boy and my mother is a firm practitioner of Ayurveda. So yeah, it has been passed from mother to me. Yeah. So, so would you say that the real meaning or essence of Ayurveda has evolved over time from what it initially was to what it is today after all the commercialization and so many more people coming to know about it? Uh, especially in the last hundred years with the advent of modernity and allopathic medicines, I think Ayurvedic practices are also uh, you know, trying to highlight that surgery is also part of Ayurveda. You know, there was a myth, there was a misconception that surgery is not being done in Ayurveda. So now Ayurvedic people have also started highlighting that surgery has been as ancient as anything in India. You know, plastic surgery was done with, of course, with not, not exact name plastic surgery, but there was similar surgery was being done even, you know, 1500 years from now, which is a fact, in fact. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so that is one thing. Otherwise, I think also Ayurveda has now, now also been getting commercialized in the sense that you, you see Patanjali commercials on our TV channels all the time, which is, you know, he's a better, he's doing better marketing than allopathic uh, drug companies. Even. So that's a new thing, all these things are, uh, yeah. But the essence should not be forgotten or should not be compromised when commercialization is happening.
So since you asked about Patanjali, may I ask you, are you a supporter of Patanjali or do you feel Patanjali the way it's progressing with Indian? Is it is it healthy or is it like... Adhaf- First of all, the pr- pronunciation is Patanjali, not Patanjali. Oh. Uh, you know, every time people say they say Patanjali, which is not correct. It's simply Patanjali, Patanjali, not Patanjali. Patanjali, mein, uh, I have tried Patanjali toothpaste, but it didn't work for me. I went back to Colgate. <laughs> I don't have to... I don't uh, deny that. Then I tried Patanjali shampoo. It didn't work for me. I went back to my whatever L'Oreal or whatever I use it for. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else I tried? Oh, Patanjali face wash I tried once. I didn't like it. It made my face so dry. Uh, only once. I, I'm not a face wash guy also in any case. But I tried once. I didn't like it. So I uh, know. So Patanjali products don't work for me. But many people are very happy. All my Almost entire family of mine loves the Patanjali Kesh. Kanti toothpaste mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So it, I mean, yeah, I think my mom likes the shampoo also, but I, I didn't like anything. So, mm. you know, it, it varies from person. I didn't, I, I'm not used, I don't use Patanjali. But in, in, in a way, I, I, I like the way uh, this one man army is challenging the likes of Colgate and Procter and Gamble single-handedly is challenging these multinational, huge billionaire, you know, billion dollar companies ko wo akela challenge kar Let's give that credit to him at least. He has popularized yoga and Ayurveda to entire India and now to India to entire world. So not 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 just him, but he has played his part pretty strongly. And so I, I, I'm not against him also. So about that only, um, since he's been doing so much about coronal and ads have been coming and so much so that the UN tweeted that, sorry, there is no official cure of coronal and God knows what this guy is saying. Do you feel it can harm Ayurvedic image in the world or it's like, or it's just a publicity, something which should be forgotten? No, I think uh, it's an open question. I have not looked into that controversy, but what I understand is that there is no cure for any way, you know, Ayurveda or allopath doesn't matter. Only cure is vaccine. I think there is no other pill or any other drug. So people in India who are supporting him say that, why don't, why don't we try this? Coming from Patanjali, what's the harm in trying that? Uh, so people are trying it, and Indian government has approved it. So, uh, but I've not. I don't, I don't know what the tweet that you're mentioning. UN has tweeted like that. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to like look and, and and see. And yeah, I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. let's let's give him a try. You know, what's the harm? There won't be any. Uh, there there should not be any harm at least from Ayurvedic drugs. That is that much I have trust in Ayurved. It won't harm you. It, there, there won't be any. There should not be any side effect. That, that was the biggest thing that is said by Ayurveda. That there is no side effect to Ayurveda because it's all coming from plants. It is not coming from any chemical. It is not from any harmful uh, chemicals and so on. So what's the harm in trying is my take on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so, would you actually ever actively consider substituting all of your allopathic medicines? No. Not all of it. I mean, I have to. I mean, I already told you I don't use anything from Patanjali. I use all the L'Oreal's and Col- Colgate and <laughs> Cetaphil and so. So yeah, I mean, I cannot uh, say no to chemical-based cosmetics and. Uh, health products for my own sake at least but i would love to if i can really find some dependable ayurvedic products i would love to switch to completely organic products 
because all these are inorganic right these are all from chemical all over lotions and soaps and shampoos and which is very really speaking they are very harmful because those chemicals are going inside our bodies they are very harmful but i don't know the right substitute where i can stop it i think if you speak to ayurvedic real ayurvedic practitioner they will be able to guide you better and and you know respond respond to your question better i'm just kind of a hybrid guy yeah <laughs> so about i was going to ask you uh, these days all natural products and <clears throat> excuse me organic products have been coming are they synonymous to ayurvedic products and again is homeopathic very close to ayurvedic or are they still different homeopathic i know very little i don't know really i think it comes from greece or yunan yunani the way the way you bolte the hindi mein hum usko i think I, i don't know i don't know don't quote me on that uh no what i said is ayurvedic products are all organic by definition because they're all they're not coming from chemicals to the best of my knowledge again i'm not the expert on ayurveda i'm just a fan of ayurveda at least emotionally uh but not organic not all organic can be called ayurvedic but i think all organic all ayurvedic can be called organic i think i would think to the best of my knowledge again so so question is a lot of people consider ayurveda to be like a pseudo science they say it's not exactly scientific or they don't have full faith in you know its treatments its surgeries what are your thoughts about it no the science has been made a god by last 100 years but we have to remember science has also given us nuclear war science has given us plastic pollution science has created all these chemicals that have killed our rivers and our fishes our forests our air all these chemical pollution is also by product of science so science is not uh, you know 100% beneficial only to human kind uh so yeah so this is a tussle that has been going on for for many decades now and uh, when uh you know like colgate pamulev or procter uh, and gamble if they are threatened by patanjali they will push these kind of controversies also but we have to be careful and and see there what is the political or economic there might be economic political agenda behind these kind of attacks on each other right so you know there is a ad by colgate about 50 years ago that don't use coal coal is harmful for your teeth so use our toothpaste now same colgate is coming back and saying colgate has coal so use it because it is good for your teeth i have the copies of both the ads by colgate i have the copies of colgate ad both supporting coal because it's good attacking coal because it's bad so it's this they are all driven by financial pursuits so when they are saying science is good it, it is big science is bad it may be another financial pursuit so be very careful you know read, try to read between the lines and see what is the hidden agenda right so science pseudo sciences are all science itself is a pseudo religion i would say science is a pseudo religion you know oh science hai to sab kuch sahi hai aisa thodi hota hai science has given us so many bad things also we are on the verge of destruction of the entire planet because of science let's not forget that let's not worship science as a pseudo religion Very true. So, I absolutely agree with you. Good. Now, do you have any more questions?
So um, <clears throat> I want to talk to you about the commercial aspect or about Ayurveda. So, uh, since you were in Dallas, will you be able to tell us how the sale of Ayurvedic medicines or treatments was? Was it expensive? Was it cheaper than India or how was it? What, what... No, nothing is cheaper than India in, in US because living in US, you have to be very careful about liability costs. The lawsuit costs are huge, so they have to protect them from liability issues because if one thing goes wrong in any treatment, you can be sued for thousands, millions of dollars. So all that cost is inbuilt in every treatment that you get in US and the government doesn't support Ayurveda at all in US. Many, almost all states, Ayurveda is banned. So but still people are trying to practice Ayurveda in, in different ways. They call it massage therapy or alternative therapy, complementary or alternative medicine. So all these stuffs have been formed to, to be able to practice Ayurveda. At least massage therapy you can do, which is not incisive. You're not taking any, any pills. So, so Ayurveda is flourishing, in fact. So, so when I came to Dallas in 2010, there was zero Ayurveda. Now in, in Dallas, at least one dozen Ayurvedic centers. Five names I've already given you here itself, right? Uh, Dhanata Kulkarni, Minakshi Gupta, Gauri Juna. These are all Ayurvedic experts, Ayurvedic doctors, Ritu Bhalla, and so on and so on. And on. There are many and many more. I, I give you only these. And there is one uh, Indian company that has set up more than a dozen centers of Ayurveda across US. New Jersey, New York, California, Chicago, Dallas, Florida. So it's flourishing. And mainstream Americans are tired of Ayurvedic treatment because it doesn't really treat, it just gives you more side effects. So people are turning to yoga, Ayurveda, medicine, uh, meditation. And because white people are turning to Ayurveda, our people also feel good. Oh, Ayurveda is good. People white people are doing yoga. White people are doing Ayurveda, we are doing Ayurveda. We are doing Ayurveda. Our tendency is to blind follow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ayurveda is a very bright future in US at least. And here also. Here also people are, people have been tired of Ayurveda. Everywhere, anywhere you talk to, people are tired of chemicals, side effects and inorganic stuff and people are looking hungry for alternatives. I would love to switch to, you know, alternative uh, shampoo or alternative, but I don't have mm -hmm. a proper answer to my own needs. So I'm still depending on these chemicals, but hopefully soon I'll switch to Ayurveda. So, so if you had to see an yes. all natural shampoo, for, uh, let's just, uh, not shampoo, maybe if you had to see an organic like or Ayurvedic, uh, maybe like a pill or something or treatment, uh -huh. Would that would that vary in cost versus the allopathic uh, variant of it? Like Where, here or in US? US, no. in the here or US, whatever you can tell. Uh, here, uh, allopathic is generally more expensive because it's. But the good thing in US is that allopathic medicines are covered by the insurance, so you don't pay anything out of pocket. Ayurveda is not covered by insurance; so you pay everything out of pocket. So in that way, it hits you a bit harder. But in India, I think Ayurveda is, I think, really cheaper than, than Ayurveda. Because it doesn't matter, you know, insurance doesn't cover either Ayurveda or Ayurveda in India. Only hospitalization is covered by Mediclaim, is back to the best of my knowledge. I'm still new to India. I was in US for almost quarter century. I'm still new to India. What I learned is that, yeah, it doesn't matter in India, but in US, insurance helps in only in Ayurveda. Yeah. Okay. So when did you come to India? How Just very know? recent, very recent. Yeah. <laughs> told me like you're new to Flame. Yeah, Flame just one month back I joined. Yeah. Okay, so what will you be teaching though? I'll be teaching religious studies, ethics, film studies, sustainability studies, religion and ecology, religion and film, and so on. World religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, all these things. That's actually quite interesting. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay. Anything else? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. All good. All good? Yes. All right. Share this recording with me also, if you don't mind. Definitely. Of course, definitely. Okay. Thank you. See you. Have a nice Thank day. You. Thank you, sir. All That's the best. Thank you. Bye, sir. Bye, sir. Wait, is this recording?